Hi everyone, it's Corey Jalseth, External Affairs Manager for RHA, coming to you from Olympia this week uh, for a special edition of the Housing Matters Podcast. And while I do have a conversation, I had a chance to sit down with Representative Barkas. Um, we, I also want to thank all of the RHA members and staff who came down here for uh, two separate rent control bill hearings this week. We packed the hearing rooms and really made our voices heard. So I want to thank everybody for coming down here to uh, take the time out of their schedule to really tell, uh, show lawmakers how this has this will have an extremely detrimental impact on rental housing uh, costs and supply in Washington State. And stay tuned after my interview with Representative Barkas for a wrap and kind of highlight of all of our members' efforts down here, a little bit of footage from the hearings and the, the line to get into the hearing room and all that. Uh, so stay tuned after my interview for a weekly wrap for the first week of legislative session in Olympia. Well, State Rep. Andrew Barkas, thank you so much for joining the Rental Housing Association of Washington's podcast, Housing Matters. Really appreciate you taking the time out of this busy legislative session. Uh, we are recording this on day one. Day one so yeah. uh, thanks for, again for taking the time. Um, just a little bit of background info on uh, anybody who's not familiar with you. Where, where were you born and raised and sure. um, kind of growing up in the, uh, the housing industry? Yeah, you bet. Uh, well, thanks for the opportunity to sit down with you. And yes, yeah, day one. <laughs> Uh, it feels like day 40, I don't know, it's been a long day already, I'm a little tired, but um, so uh, born and raised in Chehalis, Washington, just about 30 miles south of here, um, number eight of nine kids, and uh, you know, big family, uh, yeah, big family, went to work early, uh, you know, did all that good stuff, uh-huh. uh, graduated from WF West High School, uh, went to Centralia College for two years, uh, got my associate's degree and then transferred up to Seattle University and uh, finished with a communication business degree. Um, and also ROTC, I was uh, uh, very involved and in, I was initially wanting to become an uh, Army officer. So, uh, but that was cut short when I uh, tripped, falling uh, on a run one day and tore up my knee and uh, that was that. So I lost my commission as a result of that. Oh, sorry. Uh, Fate had other plans for me. Yes, yeah. but uh, I mean, that I think speaks to kind of a public servant's heart and, and so eventually led you to to run for office. But. Yeah, and you know, I never would have, um, I never would have ended up in the property management industry mm-hmm. and uh, housing provider, et cetera, if that wouldn't happen because I was literally managing an apartment building in Seattle when I was going to Seattle U. You know, it was a great oh, gig. Right. Yeah. I got yeah. for me. And, a free rent, which uh-huh. was awesome. Yep. And it was on First Hill, which was about two blocks from Seattle U. <laughs> and uh, when I, after the, everything happened with, uh, I had already graduated from college and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, couldn't complete my training. Uh, the owner of that building said, you know, what's your plans? And I'm like, I got to find a job. I don't know right. what I'm doing. He says, well, why don't you come to work for me? I own a lot of properties. And, and that's where I started. I mean, I started doing maintenance, painting, painting and plunging, as we say in the business. <laughs> Um, but, uh, that's what started it. And then from there, I went to Spokane, uh, worked for a large, uh, property management company, Keeneland Haggard, uh, and then came back here in 1996 and landed with a small, um, real estate property management company in Lacey, Washington, and, you know, eventually grew that business, bought that business yeah. and the rest is history. Yeah. So. That's what, yeah, what a cool story. I, uh, yeah, I, I spent a couple of years living in Spokane myself, went to Wazoo, but, um, started my career uh, in TV broadcasting there, and what a what a great city! I, I yeah, miss I, I miss it. it a lot. It was but, great. Yeah. I really enjoyed the community. It's been fun yeah. going back there, you know, especially as a legislator. Right. Uh, I think I was there six times this year. So. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, lots yeah. of meetings, Got lots me of back and forth. You know, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, but always enjoy going over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the people, and actually, have reconnected with several people I used to work with. No way. Some Thirty years ago, yeah. It's That's a, that way. Like I said, small community, right? Yeah. 
Um, I know this is an RHA podcast, and I know you're a member of the House Housing Committee, but uh, you are the ranking member on the Transportation Committee as well. I'm just curious kind of uh, what you foresee that looking like for this legislative session. Yeah. Well, it's a short session. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, time is of the essence. This is when we do what's yeah. called a supplemental budget. Mm -hmm. So we did the big budget last year. Um, usually supplementals are just to make some changes. Pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Not this year. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think it's ever been easy in the time I've been doing this. Uh, we are facing some major issues in Washington State um, with our infrastructure, mm -hmm. maintenance and preservation, and a lot of revenue shortfall um, just because we can't keep pace with the increasing cost of delivering on the projects. And I'm sure people know this, especially your listeners in, this, in the Puget Sound region with the yeah. ferries and all the problems they're having and yeah. the fact that we don't have any boats. And so this session is going to be a lot about how do we prioritize the revenues that we have mm -hmm. How do we make sure things stay on task as far as these projects go? Uh, there'll be a lot of policy around traffic safety, I think, will be one sure. of the key components that we'll be discussing. Um, my approach will be to look at existing revenues. We have what's called the Climate Commitment Act. A yes. lot of additional funds have come out. Um, and as long as those are available, I think we should reprioritize those so more come into transportation. People are paying a lot more at the gas pump because of that sure policy. Are. And yep. so I think that people want to see a... A result or some some outcomes if they're going to pay for it and mm -hmm. uh, my constituents and the people I talk to just don't feel like they're you know really seeing that yeah. uh, the roads are still bad the congestion's still bad the ferries are still bad you know we need to do better and that'll be my uh, my goals this year to do that wonderful um, now to get to the the housing aspect um, you are on the house housing committee and uh, we have a number of bills coming through, but yeah. um, I don't know. You probably don't know the numbers off the top of your heads, but uh, some of the maybe highlights from bills that you're that you're sure. sponsoring. Well, uh, today, day one in session. If it's indicative, I think we're picking up where we left off mm -hmm. last year. Uh, last year was considered the year of housing. It's about time, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, being in the rental industry, uh, we have seen this massive uh, attention to our industry and really in a negative way yeah. that we are the cause of this problem. And mm -hmm. that is not the case. What the cause of the problem is that we have overregulated, you know, the zoning issues, all the things that go into producing the supply. So I've been focused on supply side legislation since the day I got here and uh, along with landlord tenant law. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. But last year we did a lot to do that middle housing, ADUs, permit reform, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Today, uh, one of the first bills we heard, we actually ran bills uh, the first day of session, and one was my lot split bill, um, House Bill 1245, yeah. and it passed uh, 94 to 4 off the floor of the House. Not a hard choice, So right? it'll send to, the, to their... We're going to be working a lot of stuff. The first bill heard in committee today was also one about uh, what we call um, uh, shared housing. So mm -hmm. I think um, uh, community-style housing, multifamily, where you have a... Uh, single uh, bedroom of the bathroom and then you have shared common areas uh, this is being developed throughout the area but found out that it was illegal in most communities most cities oh interesting because of zoning again uh -huh. and regulatory uh, so we're trying to remove those barriers to build this what I would consider is one of the first rungs on the ladder of affordable housing mm -hmm. um, and it received a very good welcome we'll see how fast it moves through the process but I think the crux of my battle is going to lie in landlord tenant law um, yep. which is uh I have some policies coming in to counter the big one because I'm sure your next question is about rent control. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. 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 So I'll let you ask that and then I'll tell you what I'm sure, going to do about sure. it. So. <laughs> uh, House Bill 2114. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the rent basically puts a ceiling at 5% on raising the rent. Um, and then an interesting stipulation as well any increase over 3% gives the tenant the ability to walk within 20 days. Yeah. What's up with um, this? I, right. Yeah. Well, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Bad policy. Mm hmm. 
I mean, rent control has failed throughout our country. Yeah. Uh, anytime we've seen this, this new way of uh, repackaging into rent stabilization mm -hmm. uh, is just a bad marketing approach to yeah. a bad piece of policy. You know, landlords and the market dictate. We need to follow what the market's doing. And we've seen this. I mean, already in this last year, we've seen rents do what? Come down. Yes. Why are they coming down? Because of all the other factors that are going on in the marketplace. Supply increased in certain markets. Yeah. You know, uh, people are looking at uh, whatever it is. But when you have such a constricted supply, especially in the single family realm, which very is much. Yeah. my business, mm -hmm. which I do, uh, you have seen those increases in cost. But you also have seen increases in cost in everything else we do yes. in our business, uh, from maintenance to property taxes to uh, employee costs to everything that goes into this, inflation. Um, we have to bear all those costs. Mm -hmm. And so there has to be this balance. This bill is out of balance. Um, it's, it's, again, another attack on housing providers. I firmly believe, and I, and I will use that word strongly, that it is an attack on, on housing providers. I believe that there are alternatives and things that we need to do that are better. But one by one, these pieces of legislation are tenant-centric, are off-balance, and, and they're removing accountability and the ability to, to enforce the landlord-tenant law and everything else. This bill also has in it a $12 late fee. Who's yeah. going to pay their rent on time right. if their only consequence is 12 bucks? Right. A latte, right? Yeah. I mean, we have to do better than this. We're going to fight this tooth and nail. Um, I don't know if it has an opportunity to pass. We also have, and with working with RHA and your great lobby team um, and the stakeholders that we put together in this coalition for the last several years, we're going to be introducing a bill that is a task force to look at the entire landlord-tenant law, bringing in all people, uh, all the stakeholders in the group, looking at it, making recommendations to correct the mistakes that were made, and recommendations to redo, you know, renew and revise the landlord tenant like holistically, mm -hmm. right? Not piecemeal like we've done. Right. Um, and there are a couple other bills that we're going to do to counter this narrative. Um, but it's time to do that. So I really encourage your listeners to get involved, follow this, because uh, this attack has got to stop. And there are better policies and better ways that we can deal with this. And, and we're going to lead on that uh, to do that this session. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I'd love to, love to hear all that. I did not know about the uh, task force. That, that'll be... Fantastic. Yeah, it's a good bill. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just saw an email and we're trying to get it put together. Uh, short sessions are tough. So right. I'm hoping okay. to have uh, it drafted here and um, get introduced maybe uh, end of the week, next week, so we can get a hearing on it. Wonderful. Um, you touched uh, for a moment on the carbon um, cap and trade that gas taxes, everybody would call it. Um, what are your thoughts on kind of the, the six initiatives that the legislature is going to have to kind of look at yeah. during the session now? Well, I doubt the legislature is going to take them up. I sure. Mean, that's number one. Mm -hmm. uh, they will go to the people. Uh, the Speaker, uh, the House, uh, Speaker Jenkins, mm -hmm. in her opening remarks, uh, used that platform to um, do an anti-initiative speech, mm -hmm. uh, basically saying that these are so important to the people of the state of Washington. I think a lot of people disagree with that. Sure. Um, I think these initiatives have a very strong chance, Not maybe not all of them, mm -hmm. Um, but I'm proud of the fact that the, they put them forward. I'm proud of the fact that they gathered more signatures than ever been. I think it's historic. Mm. Um, and it is indicative of what the people are feeling right now. People are tired of the way things are. Yeah. Uh, they're tired of paying additional costs of the gas pump. Uh, they're tired of uh, crime and public safety out of control and lawlessness and the inability for the police to be able to do their jobs. Mm. 
Uh, they're tired of the tax environment here, which uh, you know we've seen. Yeah. Whether it's a long-term care or capital gains or anything else. So these are these are very targeted. Um, I doubt we'll see anything taken up. Uh, well, what's interestingly happening is there are other policies around the Climate Commitment Act. Yes, yeah. That are being introduced that either uh, provide rebates or reassess how the money is being spent. Mm-hmm. And in my approach in transportation is, and I was telling some of the today, is that this exists. It is current law. There is real money sitting in an account. Let's reprioritize it. Let's put it to use for the people of Washington State. They pay for it. Right. So why don't why right. don't we put it to use in a better way as opposed to buying electric buses and and you know building more trails and, and pouring more into transit. Mm. All those things are good, but they've all received a lot of money already. I think we should look at it to do maintenance and preservation. I think we should look at it to you know reduce and and, and, and get these projects done and some sure. other things that the people want. Sure. You know, you think about bridge infrastructure and and highway infrastructure and all that. Yeah, that yeah. makes makes complete Absolutely. sense. Yeah. Um, when I spoke with Chester, RHA's lobbyist, uh, he spoke about housing being the second most important uh, item on the legislative agenda. And um, so I asked him what the first one was, and he mentioned the opioid epidemic and the drug crisis being the first. And uh, when I was still working in news, I actually recall watching, um, we did a kind of a rerun of your uh, personal testimony on Senate sure. Bill uh, 5536 during the special session. Um, and I really remember seeing your, um, your, your personal experience kind of pour out through that. Um, do you still think that is the biggest issue facing Washington State? Oh, I do. You know, mm-hmm. and it wraps into public safety. It mm-hmm. wraps into so many things. You know, and I, um, we've just gone the wrong direction on this. Um, this this acknowledgement or basically legalization of usage and, and drugs. Um, what do we expect to happen, right? right? I mean, when you decriminalize and you tell people they're not going to be able to accountable, you're not going to prosecute. Uh, you're going to allow these things to happen. And then people are shocked to see people in Seattle and everywhere else, you know, openly using. And then as a byproduct, they're shocked to see people dying from it. Mm. And then they're shocked to see the increase of drug trafficking and cartel activity and everything else. Of course, all those things are going to happen. We have to stop it. We have to, we have to draw a line in the sand and say no more as a society. Um, I, I truly believe that we have at the crux, you know, People like to say it's a homeless issue. Mm-hmm. Um, they've blamed our industry on it, right? Yes. They, they said yeah. that evictions. I remember the direct line graphs yeah. that you know evictions, evictions cause homelessness. Cause homelessness. That's mm-hmm. not true. Yeah. Evictions are, are a result of something happening over here that the person couldn't pay. When you start to look at the same way with homelessness, mm-hmm. you, you can't just blanket cover homelessness. These are drug addicts, mentally ill. These are people in the street that that we may categorize because they're on the street or they're homeless. They have a problem, and this problem is exacerbated by the laws and the fact that we have done a poor job in the legislature over the last many years allowing this to happen. Um, we need to do more. Uh, you know, lives are being lost, generations are being lost, our workforce is being lost, families are being destroyed. Uh, these drugs are horrible, and heroin, fentanyl, whatever else is new, all the stuff that's coming into play. So yeah, I will be. As a matter of fact, I have some bills on my desk to look at <laughs> to see what we can do. But I still believe we need to have robust substance use disorder facilities. I still believe that we should be getting people where they stand and getting mm-hmm. them into these type of pathways. I think we should use our criminal justice system in a robust way, along with treatment and detox and all the things that come with that. Recovery housing is near and dear to my heart. Uh, we need to do more of that. I mean, these are all things that should have been a bigger priority 
need to be a priority in the legislature and will continue to be a priority for me. Well, State Representative Barkas, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me yeah. and on uh, housing matters. And uh, we'll look forward to what we see in the rest of legislative session. You bet. Well, uh, thank you for the opportunity. And, and I know it was quick, but we covered some great stuff. Yes, we and, did. Um, I really appreciate the association and the activism and what you're doing and getting involved now more than ever. I mean, you, everybody needs to be involved in this situation. We have some critical pieces of legislation. We have some battles ahead and we have some opportunities, mm -hmm. right? And we need to be unified in our message, work together uh, in order to do that. And um, I look forward to the opportunity of talking to you again. So we'll Absolutely. Yes, I'd love to. Maybe check in here as these bills get rolling. We'll, we'll do something. Sounds great. All right. Thanks. Thank you. RHA and our partners came out in force at the Capitol for a hearing on House Bill 2114, a rent control bill heard in the House Housing Committee. The line to enter the hearing room wrapped around the corner and almost outside for people eager to have their voices be heard about why rent control is failed policy and will do nothing but hurt housing and affordability in our state. The hearing room was absolutely packed with concerned individuals and organizations in our industry. Those present heard very informative and powerful testimony from not only our members, but members of other housing, real estate, economics, and construction partners from all over the state. I had the pleasure of speaking with Daniel Clemmy after the hearing, and here is what he had to say. A lot of people showed up uh, from the Rental Housing Association of Washington uh, and other landlord associations to come have their voices heard. And really, I think what, what we're asking for is for the free market to allow uh, rental housing providers to keep providing housing to tenants. That's why we don't want rent stabilization or rent control. We want to keep having the ability to provide housing to tenants. And these landlords are providing the housing, the safe and stable housing that high barrier, low income tenants need. And as if Thursday wasn't enough, we turned out in force again on Friday to hear the companion rent control bill in the Senate Housing Committee. Once again, we packed the hearing room with organizations and individuals who wanted to make sure their voices were heard on why rent control is not the route Washington State needs to take to increase not only the, the amount of housing, but the affordability of housing. We had a lot of fun as a group, and I just want to say thank you again to all who came to the Capitol and let their voices be heard and helped RHA and our partners in this effort. We enjoyed getting to know all of you better and hear how these types of policies would impact you. Well, that's a wrap for the first week of legislative session down in Olympia. Stay tuned every Friday for a quick weekly wrap from uh, yours truly down here in Olympia for RHA. Uh, make sure to update, uh, update everyone on anything housing related uh, going on down in the legislature. If you have a topic that you believe should be covered in a future episode of Housing Matters, please feel free to email at me at my email, chjal S-E-T-H at R-H-A-W-A dot org. Please feel free to email me if you have any uh, suggestions for topics or if you think you, I, I should be diving deeper into something that is affecting our collective industry together. The views expressed in episodes of RHAWA's Housing Matters podcast do not necessarily represent the views and policies of the Rental Housing Association of Washington. Formal legal advice and review is recommended prior to selection and use of this information. RHAWA does not represent your selection or execution of this information as appropriate for your specific circumstance. The material contained and represented herein, although obtained from reliable sources, is not considered legal advice or to be used as a substitution for legal counsel. Copyright. 2024.